Uh, hello, humans. I am your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, uh, a resource for small business. I talk with sales and HR experts, other small business owners, and anyone else that can provide you with information to clear your way to success. Um, my guest today is Summer Volker, uh, owner of Kindred Flower Farm. After several years of regular yoga practice, she became a certified yoga instructor in 2017. She's a Pennsylvania master naturalist, Reiki master, and treasurer of the Upper Chartiers Creek Watershed Association. Uh, she is also a current participant in I2E over at Ignite, so that's cool. Um, presentations are coming up, so best of luck on that. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, Kindred Flower Farm opened in 2020. You can find them at tons of local markets dealing all of their fresh flowers and the dried flower wreaths, which are super cool. Um, they have, they also have uh, weekly fresh flower subscriptions, which are pretty cool. So if you are looking for a wonderful gift for all of your loved ones, um, check out that link down below. Uh, Summer, thank you for being a guest on Clearing the Way. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I appreciate it. So, okay. So let's start. Um, you grew up locally, right? I did, okay, yeah. Where did you go to school? So I went to Cannon McMillan. Okay. Yeah. Um, and were you were you involved in any any activities or anything there oh for sure yeah so I mean growing up I played softball from a little kid into like high school I really wasn't a big fan of the fast pitch so okay I stopped um and then I ended up playing like um slow pitch just intramurally okay. I found like an like a adult ladies team uh -huh. so um and then um I was on I was a cannonette I was part of like the. What is that? It's a dance. It's part of the dance team. We're in the band. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So okay. I always loved dance growing up, and I didn't really take a lot of dance classes, but um, so I joined that, and I did huh. that in high school. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. Did you, um, the dance thing? Was there any like aspirations of doing it? Was there just something you enjoyed? Oh yeah, like I just always was like a little like spinning, twirling, okay. tumbling, okay, okay, uh, kid. So, okay. okay, um, were you? This is something that came as I was like trying to figure out some of your past. The yeah. were you into out the outdoors and everything like nature when you were younger? Uh, yeah. So my dad, we I grew up on about eight acres of land. Um, okay. And my dad always had like a big garden and we have a creek that runs behind our house. We have little chartiers runs behind my house. Okay. Um, so my dad was a fisherman. We were always gardening and fishing. Um, I wasn't so big, you know, like little, little. I really loved nature okay. and being outside. And then, you know, you get bigger and uh -huh. you just want to like watch TV and yeah. be cool. Yeah. VHS tapes <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. CD players and yeah. stuff. So, you know, I kind of stepped away from that for a little bit. Okay. But, um, yeah, I it was definitely something that is so grounding and important to me uh -huh. that I had to, you know, make it a better, bigger part of my life. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and was that something you said – your dad was he liked to fish um was that like did did he encourage kind of like okay so you were into those things when you were younger yeah 
you, I assume in like middle school, high school, whenever kids start to suck, like <laughs> that's when you started to suck and like oh, started to do all sure. of, like do less of those things. Was there ever like, did he try to get you to continue to do those things or was there anything, any of that or no? No. Okay. I mean, my dad, you know, he's like a grizzly bear type <laughs> okay, of guy, okay, okay, you know, okay. like he's just, uh. Not saying he's not supportive because he is very supportive, um, but definitely like he was like, I'm not up for that challenge of trying <laughs> okay, to get okay, you okay. to okay. like come fishing with okay. me. Okay. Um, okay. So in, so you're uh, at Canamac, did you, what was your plan? And, well, actually before that, what kind of student, like how were um, you in school? Yeah. So I was actually a really good student. Okay. Yeah. Like any subjects that were like particularly interesting to you? I love science, biology. Um, that makes sense. That sort of, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was really good at math. Um, I'm not very good at English and writing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I love sciences. Okay. I loved um, human anatomy and physiology. And um, yeah, and I was a really good student. So I was on National Honor Society. Yeah. So what was your... What did you, what was your plan after school? Well, um, so college, it was not really ever like, it was just I had to go to college. Uh -huh. And I mean, I was fine with that. I was excited about that. Um, I knew in-state was something that I had to do. My mom was encouraging me to find a small school. And I was just like, no, I want to go to Pitt. I wanted to be in the city. Like that was something I really just, okay. I didn't want to go to Philly I wanted to be in Pittsburgh. I wanted to like. Why? Where did that come from? I don't know. I just think it was just so different from what, okay. how I was raised. Uh -huh. And, you know, like somewhere in high school, I found, I found punk music. And okay. so okay. I just wanted to be like around, um, you know, like that energy. I wanted to be around live music and that sort of thing. So, okay. yeah. Okay. So is that where you ended up going? <laughs> yeah. So I went to Pitt for a couple of years. I changed my major so many times. <laughs> Same. Um, what did you start at? So I started as a bio major. Okay. Then I changed to pre-chiropractic, but you didn't see that one coming. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was pre-chiropractics and then I was psychology and then I was um, communications and okay, then, that, that's the weird, that's the, like, yeah. strange, all of the other ones are like, okay, I can yeah, yeah. kind of see how these, For sure. okay. Um, and then I went into social work, and then it was like, just stop, just stop, sister. Okay, so, okay, so <laughs> what, let's kind of, let's talk about those changes, because oh, that is, like, so similar to uh, exact same experience. Yeah. Um, okay, so what led to your first, you leave school, biology makes sense. Yeah. If that, okay, so what For was, sure. when you left, did you, what were you, like, you, the plan was to do that, but were you expecting to get a job in, like, what What did you think was going to be the, the route? Yeah, so I have, um, like, an older cousin who, you know, he's a professor, um, he teaches, uh, what is it, uh, genetic bio, like, he teaches, like, all of these genetic things mm -hmm. he was doing 
all these studies down in Africa. I mean, like super cool things. And then I have this uncle who's a microbiologist and he's a professor. And so like not saying I wanted to move into that, but I just always thought like, oh, I'll do biology. Uh Maybe I'll work in a lab for a little bit and do like some maybe, you know, outfield work and then end up maybe teaching somewhere, you know. So I didn't really have like an end goal, but I was like, oh, I'll just be like those guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? That makes sense. That makes sense. You yeah. have somebody that you can look to as like, that's the, that's an example of this. That sounds kind of cool. Like, yeah, right. let's try to do that. Okay. So what led to the first switch? Um, well, so I didn't really excel in the bio. So I was like, okay. let's make it really, let's challenge. Cause I was like, if I just buckle down, I'll really do uh-huh. much better. Yeah. And so then they throw like OCHEM and bio <laughs> and like um, physics and stuff. And I was just like, this is so dumb. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, and my mom was just like, why are you like punishing yourself? You know, she just wanted me to finish um, basically. And I was like, just trying to find, <laughs> I was trying to find the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like nothing, nothing fit and nothing things I enjoy but didn't have a passion for Uh are kind of, you know. Yeah. You know. Okay. So same thing with the rest of the changes. Like you take a, you take it's probably a semester. If I'll talk from my experience, like you take a semester (laughs) of it or you take a year of it. It's like, okay, maybe I was wrong again. Like (laughs) a hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. You know, and like, I will say this, my, so I took time off. Okay, from school. And then I went back and I was just like, I'm just going to take a bunch of random classes Uh that I want to take. Right. So I took piano and I took (laughs) Russian fairy tales. (laughs) And I took. Okay. Okay. I took, but it's all like things that you needed, you know, it's all things for for your. yeah, there's all the gen eds and like, like all, like, or not the gen, like all of the extra credits that you have to get. Right. Yeah, so I like, was just like, and that was like my most favorite semester. <laughs> a bunch of random stuff. Russian fairy tale. Okay. Listen, I still have that Russian fairy tales book. <laughs> okay. I mean, that okay. college was a very long time ago. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So you did, you go back and you do that. Yeah. Like how, what's the next step after like. Okay, you did that, but what was the plan, or did you know what the next step was? It's like, that's such a wild thing to do. It's kind of cool. It's kind (laughs) of a cool move, but, like, did you, were you expecting to find something there, or, like, what was, what was the goal? Yeah, I mean, I think the goal was, the goal was just to, like, find something that I liked, that I excelled at that I could finish a degree. Uh-huh. Um, and like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't happening. And at the time I started working in like bars and restaurants and, you know, oh, I'm sorry. You're okay. <laughs> um, and so like, that was something that was kind of like, well, I'm making money. I'm able to live on my own. Like, I don't have to have a degree. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize, like, that was an option for me because it was always, like, get a degree. Yeah. You're smart. Get a degree. Yeah. Um, In retrospect, I wish I would have finished, but at the same time, it's not really a factor now yeah. in my life. And I think 
I'm happier because of these choices that I made. Yeah. But having a degree would be like cool to just be like, yeah, I finished. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a nice piece of it. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, uh, it still took me forever to pay off student loans. They're paid off, but like, yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. So eventually you decide no more. I'm not spending any more money. Yes. Um, okay. So did you know you were making money at that point? Cool. And live on your own. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, did you have any any thought at what um, like what was next? Like what what was the plan, or was there any plan, or was it just like <laughs> let's just continue figuring it out? Yeah, I mean that was the plan. It was like my early twenties, and I was just having fun, being free, mm -hmm. you know, and um, so. That's what I did. And I just didn't really save. I went to like, <laughs> I went on cool vacations and, you know, went to a lot of shows and uh -huh. I had a really good time. <laughs> so what were you, were you content, like still working in bars and restaurants at that point? Yeah. So kind of like flash forward a little bit and um, I ended up getting really good at bartending. And so I ended up working as like this you know, they call them like mixologists uh -huh. and stuff and sounds so like makes me cringe and like roll my <laughs> eyes. But I, you know, I excelled at this. And so I ended up working at like fancy restaurants and, okay. and, um, That's cool. it, it is, it was totally cool. Um, you know, and a wonderful opportunity. And I did, um, different cocktail competitions and went to conferences and oh, pay, every, yeah okay, and I was like cool. a brand ambassador for a couple of spirits companies really? yeah <laughs> Did, okay wow that's a little bit of a curveball that's I know cool. a total curveball um huh yeah that's cool that's a nice little party trick that you uh, that's I'm sure nice to, to it, whip out every once in a while it is I can still like make a really good Manhattan or old-fashioned and you know sometimes I bust out some like obscure like, boulevardiers uh, and uh, you know okay so so you're getting pretty good at that was did you that's kind of, like I don't know I feel like when you start to get kind of solid with something it's like yeah enticing to just continue doing that did you did you want to move on from there or like is that that feels like kind of a fun scene to be a part of oh listen a hundred percent it was the most fun and i mean like cocktail the, conferences yeah, yeah what there's this thing it's called tales of the cocktail it's down in new orleans i mean like it was that sounds yeah, wonderful manhattan cocktail classic yeah like i yeah okay it was super duper fun but like you know I met my husband well I'd known my husband but you know we got together um and he was really supportive of all of this but like I wanted to I wanted to have a family yeah and so <laughs> and there are bartenders that have families but like my lifestyle was bananas <laughs> I mean like I was working between like managing like the bars and doing like the brand ambassador stuff. And we started um, with like a couple of like the bartender, we started our bartenders guild. So like I was doing all these things, I was working like 70 hours a week. And I just, you know, it's not the most healthy environment. Well, and your hours are probably like And my hours the worst. were bananas. And like literally part of my job was just going out. 
which is a blessing and a curse. But like when you yeah. want to like start a family and yeah, not <laughs> ideal. Right. Like we had tons of fun. I had a blast. I'm so glad that I did all of those things and had that experience. But I knew for me, it was not a sustainable, long lasting choice. Yeah. You know, so I kind of like, um, came in hot and then like left <laughs> like like Irish goodbye to uh-huh. everyone basically and I say that you know being part Irish and like yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to demean yeah, Irish yeah. people I love yeah, them yeah. <laughs> so, okay damn that's wild yeah. um okay <laughs> you're like okay well, okay what now <laughs> holy so, crap so you're you leave that yeah did you Oh, man, I feel like there's so much with just within that. Like, okay, so you are you have yeah. all these competition. Like, that had to be very difficult to leave. It was because a lot of it was ego driven. You know, like people yeah. telling you you're really good or they that want you to. Nice. Oh my gosh, it feels wonderful. But you know, like I started therapy, um, and it was kind of like where does your where do you want to be and like legit. The life that I live now is the life that I explain to my therapist. And I'm I'm not even, I'm not even, like, nothing short of anything that I said to her. That's great. So how long ago was that? Um, That was in, what, 2012? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so all of that, so that, and then I also saw somewhere that's, like, roughly when you were starting like you got into yoga you got into all of all of that kind of at the same time yeah okay okay so those and so you start those things and you're still bartending no um so yeah I left bartending um I I was like suffering losses and I just I just kept thinking like it's because I'm not living like a healthy lifestyle like and it wasn't partying or drinking or anything it was like just working so much at that point Mm, and so and like the late hours and so I was just like I just need to change the whole scene like the whole thing yeah well and I'm sure with that like because of your hours you don't really have time to like spend with people that are important right or any like or anything that's important. Like, your hours are when everybody else is doing things or free. Right. Um, and, like, at the time, my husband was working, like, the second shift at his job. So he was working, you know, 4 p.m. till, like, 2 a.m. So, I mean, for us, yeah. we could still spend time together. But basically, everyone else, <laughs> you yeah. know, was, yeah. like... Um, so that was challenging. And um, so it just was something I had to just... I just had to go. And so I didn't work for a little bit just to kind of wrap my head around like all the things that I was leaving Uh and, you know, come to terms with that experience of my life just ceasing, you know? How long did that take? I think I took maybe like four or five months. Like I wasn't long, but like, you know, we had enough money that, you know, we weren't in straits or anything. Yeah. But um, it was definitely a couple of months to just regroup and figure things out. That had to have been very difficult. It was. But, like, you know what? Positive, but, like. Yeah. That's a big, especially, like, something like that where it's, it's a job for sure. But the piece of, like, 
of it. Like you can see the enjoyment of people and and you get that like, like you said, oh, this is fantastic. You're really good. Like that all feels great. And now it's like, hey, you don't get that anymore. You get it in maybe different ways, but it's not like from random people, which for some reason feels good. Which is like, I don't know you, but you're telling me this. And that's like, oh, that's a little little ego stroke. A bunch of little ego strokes every day. And now there's none of that. That's tough. Yeah. What? um, Okay, so during those four or five months, however long it was, what were... Did you have anything, like, that really helped through that? Um, I mean, so I want to say, like, my family... Because, like, at the time, I was, like, grieving, too. There was, like, a, a lot of loss, I said. Like I said. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I was lucky my sister moved back into town. So she was around. Um, and I, like, started crocheting. Like, it was, like, I had time to actually try things and explore things that were bringing me, like, little joys. Mm-hmm. And so that was really nice. And I I realized, like, in, like, saying it now, like, how fortunate I was to have yeah. that time to explore yeah. little things. Like, and I think that's probably when I started growing flowers, okay. too, was during that time um, in our old house. So, yeah. Okay. And, I, you know, I, I ended up... After that, like working at just like a chiropractor's office, mm-hmm. I was like the front desk girl. And they were like, what did you do before? <laughs> I mean, like, and they like Googled me and they like found video. Like they were like, oh, my gosh, this is wild. <laughs> you know, so it was funny. And I'm not saying don't Google me. OK, yeah. but um, but yeah, it was I'm, I'm glad that I transitioned. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so. So you're you're able to kind of explore a little bit. Um, man, that that had to have been. I'm sure it took like a couple weeks to even just uh, if your work like with those hours and the amount of hours, and then going from like from that to oh, I kind of don't have any real responsibilities with yeah. work right now. Okay, that's yeah. seventy extra hours a week. That's wild. It was. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. But like my husband and I, we were like. You know, we took a trip, like we went to the mountains, we went down. That was the first time we went to like the Smoky Mountains. And that's like really a special place for us. And, you know, I got to visit my brother-in-law and sister-in-law down in Kentucky. So like we, you know, did little things to kind of, yeah, yeah, regroup, regroup. So when did you start getting back into all of the, like reading through a bunch of the things, like nature is such a big part yeah like, when did that kind of reignite so that happened um whenever i did the yoga teacher training that kind of opened up that floodgate um okay just because i don't know if you are a yoga person or i am not regular yeah but I, i've done it enough so i mean you get even just doing it a little bit, mm-hmm. you get like the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So imagine a training where you're spending like multiple hours, like deeply engrossed in, you know, yoga mm-hmm. and, you know, the the traditional writings. And uh, so it just like shifts a lot of things. And it's really a magical, magical time, at least for me. Uh-huh. Um, and it just made me feel so much more connected. And I think that was like when I was in the training, we had like... um like the eclipse 
that happened. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but it was just like all these weird things happening. And my sister-in-law, who I love so much, like like a sister, she had she lives down in Louisville and um she had done a master naturalist program down there and she was like, You would lose your mind. Like it's so cool. I get to do all this and I get to do all that. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I just put that in my back burner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that just started as like just really doing a lot more okay. nature. So the yoke, when you were taking that class, how, uh, so over what time period, what, like how many, is several hours at a time? Yeah, so it was a 200-hour training. Okay. And we because like I had my daughter was just a little over a year when we started and the person that did my training, um Jen Ferris Glick, who's amazing. And if anyone hears this, <laughs> follow her. She is amazing. Um she had two twin boys too that were also like babies. So it was just kind of like how can we make this work? And so we met twice a week for like four hours or five hours each time and we split it up so like we were just meeting it was like I think we started in January or February and so I was finished in June or July so it was a really long time frame but then like you know there's certain things that you have to do to complete Mm -hmm. this training with like classes you have to take and you know I ended up doing over 200 hours worth of training but I have 200 hours that's my certificate. Okay. Damn, that's great. Okay, so yeah. what – why did you – like, what led you to want uh, – why did you want to do that? Um, like, why did you want to get the that certification or to go through the training? Goodness, I don't – I don't know. Um, I think it was just, like, part of bringing me closer to my practice and, okay. um, like, just how much yoga helped me in, like – healing and reconnecting with the parts of myself that were really important to me, uh-huh. not less ego driven, yeah. more just like the things that bring you joy just because like it's joyful, yeah. you know, being around a creek or yeah. smelling a flower. Um, so, and I was like, I think maybe I could teach yoga. I think I could do it. And so when Jen kind of, when we met and she was like, why do you want to do this? I'm like, well, I think maybe I could teach a class or two. And she was like, I mean, I think you could too, but like, why, (laughs) you know? And I was like, well, there's so many reasons to do this. And she was like, well, that's cool. Like, let's go. So, so we did it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you finished that. Did you, did you plan on, like, okay, so you plan on teaching occasionally yeah did you want to do that regularly like did you have any intention to do that kind of not full-time but maybe more along those lines of well that's what's next or like what I mean like it's still like I wasn't sure what was next um and I knew I wanted to teach maybe a class or two and that's what I ended up teaching um was a class or two and I would fill in for people I mean I'm I'm not um like some things I'm naturally good at, like uh-huh. making a cocktail, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> but I can That's a nice skill to have. I, I, listen, I can say that with honor. I can make a drink. Okay. Yeah. Um, but 
like the yoga and the teaching um, aspect of it was something that was so foreign to me. And it took me a really, really long time to feel comfortable doing that. Okay. I would be so nervous. I would write everything down, all the poses, because if I didn't write them down, I would forget. Okay. Um, that's, that's interesting. So yeah. what's weird about that is like, Okay, so you're doing all of the cocktail things, which are for people in front of people. Yeah. Like, so what was what was it about yoga that, like, it feels like you would naturally be at least the instruction part, or like being in front of people and doing that. It feels like that would be something that is still natural because you were doing it. Like, I mean, what what was what was uncomfortable about it for you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I think it was just, you know, like the interactions that you have with people at a bar, even if they stick around, are are minimal and light and just kind of like, hey, what do you like? I can do this. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, have a good night. Oh, do you need anything? You know? Yeah. It's very much easy. I mean, like, I take my yoga practice <clears throat> pretty seriously and what I want to like translate to people is, you know, yoga is so much more than just a physical practice. Mm -hmm. And so having people have that experience from my mm, class just okay. put pressure on me yep. that I was just so nervous about. That makes sense. When really, you know, um, yoga is so many things and so, so many things to so many different people. But I wanted to, I wanted them to make sure that they, they knew. Yeah. You know, it's not just about touching the toes or stretching your body like that's amazing that that's one of the benefits but did you okay so was there any when you're starting to do that um like starting to teach did you was there like like any struggle with that because i imagine wherever you're teaching some people are there for more than stretching oh, yeah. some people are there to stretch some people are there for a work like was there any um, not pushback, but like, I don't know. Did you struggle with that at all? Where like wrapping your mind around the, the idea that people might be there for other things and how yeah. did you handle that? I mean, like, that's a wonderful question because yeah, I mean, I feel like the majority of people that would come it, it, and this is fine. I just want to preface this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However you enter yoga is a great place to enter yoga. If it's to get a workout and sweat, fine mm -hmm. um but so like i <laughs> i would feel bad because like my classes aren't classes that you're going to like get your workout and sweat on and so like people would come to class and they'd be like okay mm. whatever that was and i would feel so bad because they wouldn't come back a couple people would come back okay and a couple people still come to my classes you know but um and that's something that I've really had to, like, let go is that attachment to, like, I'm just not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's okay. And I think that happens with age, too. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, I don't have to please you. I don't have to make this something that's going to check all of your boxes. I want to be of service, and I want you to have a good experience, but, like, it's okay if you don't come back. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sure once you got to that point, that probably helped with the, like, 
the anxiety or the stress of preparing for it too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But it took, you know, because coming from that service industry background Mm -hmm. where you want everyone Uh to leave with a pleasing, positive experience. And so like that was, and I mean, I still in dealing with flowers want everyone. Yeah. To have a pleasing, positive experience. Yeah. It's like so ingrained in me and having to like, not everyone is going to be your customer. Not everyone is going to, you're not their cup of tea. It's okay. So, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's, um, so how long, how long do you think it took to finally get to that? Like, okay, I'm, I'm like, how long were you teaching before you finally let that kind of let that piece go? Uh, like t- like two hours ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that wouldn't be surprising. Like that feels very difficult, especially yeah. like you said, like that's something that you've been doing. You were doing for however many years and like so for so many hours and you were good at it. So it's like I'm good at making people happy. Right. I Cool. And that's something that I I can tell. I'm really good at reading people mm-hmm. too. So when when someone would come to class and you can tell that they're just like, what is uh-huh. this? And so like I would yeah. find myself backpedaling and like trying to like do things, uh, you yeah. know, which, yeah. um, you know, I want to say like, so the current studio that I work at now, the instructor, well, the owner and the instructor there, Kate Olson, um, is Lakeview yoga in uh, Peters Township. She is wonderful. And so, um, and she's very much, she's, so she's taken my classes, obviously, but, you know, because that's just something I think over the past working at her studio, Mm -hmm. because she's so just like, no, I like how you teach. I like what you teach. And it's okay. So like, she gave me like that not approval, but just like, no, you keep doing this. That's cool. And as soon as like I accepted that and I took that, more people come to my classes. Yeah. Well, because you're not so, trying to cater to it's like right. I'm sure it, like you said, you're you're try, like you're adjusting midway through and it's like, well now not like right. now everyone's kind of off kilter and like, well, well we're kind of doing authentic. this. We're kinda, yeah. Right. Yeah. And people get like you can tell. A hundred percent. Okay. That's uh, so how, how long have you been there? So I started working there in 2018 whenever we moved back to Washington County. So. Okay. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Um, But I want to say, I mean, like it took probably the pandemic before I was just like, well, people come if they want to come and they're, you know, and that was because we took everything went to online mm-hmm. um, classes, virtual classes. And so it was like sometimes I would teach there'd be one person, you know. Yeah. And so it was just like you just have to let it all go. You just yeah. teach and, you know, make sure everyone's safe. And was there anything that helped you get to that? Like, was there anything that you were doing that helped you kind of like cross over into that like letting that the other side of it go was there any like or did it just kind of happen eventually I think it just kind of happened I think you know I got comfortable with 
who I was and the teacher I was. And it wasn't like, it wasn't about me, you know, teaching, you know, exactly how I was taught to teach. Mm -hmm. It was about finding my own voice and, you know, yeah, and really landing into like stepping into my own authenticity. Yeah. You know, which was like a big part of my training, but it's really hard to huh. do. Yeah. It's really, really hard. Well, yeah. It's especially like we've said it however many times, but especially with the background that you had. Yeah. Because that's not really the like. Yeah. That's not what you're doing. You're make you're pleasing people. Yeah. I'm here to make dope cocktails that everybody loves. Mm hmm. Okay, cool. I'm fantastic. But now <laughs> right. it's like, okay, people are still going to love this, but it's way better if I love it too. Like, yeah. okay, but I have to love it first or everyone's going to know I'm kind of like not really doing what I want to be doing. And it's like kind of half this and half that. Like, yeah, that's okay. So eventually you get there though. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. And at that point, were you working, what were you, were you working anywhere else or did you have, um, yeah, like how long were you at the chiropractor job? Oh, um, a couple of years. Um, I was there, I think maybe two years, maybe three years. I was there until I had my daughter. Okay. And then I really wanted to just focus on, it took us so long to have her that I just wanted to kind of enjoy it. Uh -huh. Um, and I say that like, I'm really lucky that I got to do that, but like daycare is crazy expensive mm -hmm. and it would have been like my whole paycheck just yeah. to put her in daycare. So, I mean, part of it was financially, it was just a, a draw, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other part of it was I really wanted to experience being a mom and have that. And, um, you know, be able to just spend time with her. Yeah. So I, I, I did. I did. And were you, were you teaching during that time at all? Yeah. Okay. So I, I got my certification after she turned one. So she okay, was about yeah, one yeah, and yeah, a half yeah, when yeah, I started yeah. that program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Okay. But I mean, teaching yoga a yeah. couple of times a week yeah, is. a couple hours. And, yeah. No okay. big deal. Um, okay. So at any point up to that point, had you, was there any idea of starting a business? Um, well, thinking about like yoga, right? So it's really hard to make a living in yoga. The yoga instructors that you know that are like making money mm -hmm. work their butts off. Like, and the majority of them not only have to teach like a ton of classes a week, but they have to offer private clients. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, maybe I should open up my own studio, but I just didn't feel comfortable mm -hmm. yet. I was like, I need like at least years under yeah. my belt to really have that. So that, I mean, it was something that just kind of like breezed through my consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, no, girl, no, <laughs> you're not there. Um, but like my goal was that by the time my daughter turned five, I wanted to be bringing something back to the family, you know? Okay. So, cause I was like, when she starts elementary school, like let's start contributing mm -hmm. because like we were able to pay bills and do the things 
Um, but it would be nice to not be worried about yeah. doing the things. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the City of Washington Citywide Development Corporation. Uh, if you're a small business in Washington and you need another set of eyes on your situation or uh, you need help growing, you're not sure what's going on with the business, you can't figure out how to get out of the uh, the current struggles you're going through, um, you're just looking for ways to become a little bit more efficient, um, anything else like that. Um, or if you don't know where to go next, you don't know who to find to fix whatever the problem is, reach out. Um, the, uh, WCDC is a free resource. Uh, we're here to help. The links are down below. Um, reach out. Like I said, it's a free resource. Now back to the episode. Uh, okay. So, and did you, did you have any idea, like, did you have any plans for what was what was that what that thing was going to be or no just it was something either like, was going to happen yeah something was going to happen i was going to either take a job do something i had done like the master naturalist training which i i can't use that to get a job mm -hmm. um but what is that um so the pa master naturalists are a group of volunteers um and they basically run this program where you do all of these educational sort of, um, you meet, you go through this educational training um, where you learn about geology and um, flow and basically anything in that birding, like we did it all. It's super cool. The program is awesome. I'm so happy I did the program. And then like part of it is that you have to do so many volunteer hours per year mm -hmm. and so many advanced training hours per year um, to keep up with your PA Master Naturalist mm -hmm. um, certification okay. or your status yeah. or whatever. But you're just an unpaid volunteer. You actually pay to join the program. Um, but the training was 100% worth it. It was so That's cool. It was super cool. And we did a foraging class. We did a mushrooming class. That's, we learned how long about, was that? How long was the I'm trying to remember. Um, I want to say it was like eight weeks or nine weeks. And okay. then you have to, like the I2E yeah. program, you have to present with them like what your service project is going to be. Um, okay. And they don't there's no money in it or yeah. but it's just kind of like you have to show them you're going to do something with yeah. all of this training um what but, was your project so my project it was actually like um it was like a nature school for kids because i was taking my daughter to the free forest school okay. um, that was out in mount lebanon at bird park and it was so funny because pam kilgore was mm -hmm. in my class, right? So we were the first Washington County class and Pam Kilgore was in it and she's doing all of these mm -hmm. nature for preschoolers. That was like her project too. So okay. she's doing it. I just joined the Chartier's Creek Watershed Association and okay. work with them. So Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Totally um, cool. Okay. So, but you, okay. So got a little sidetracked there, but. Oh, it's okay. Um, Okay, so you didn't know what was – you were going to take a job. You were going to do something. Yeah. You didn't know what, though. Didn't know what. Um, okay. So 
you had considered briefly considered a yoga yoga studio at some point. Yeah. But prior to any of that, like were was there any business ownership in your families or in your family or like was there was there anything that led you or that made you consider like oh I could probably own my own business at some point like or before any of that um no mm. no <laughs> <laughs> um no like my parents both I mean my dad's been retired for many years but my mom always had a job um Josh's family they just worked for people okay um, yeah so I mean no one was an entrepreneur I I don't know. I feel like I'm always just kind of random, you know, like I, I enjoy it. feel so <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy like a bunch of random uh-huh. things. And so, and I don't mind working for people, but I think, you know, I was just like, if I could take some random things that I like <laughs> <laughs> and turn it into a job, like that would be pretty all right. So. That is pretty all right. That's pretty yeah. cool. Okay. Okay. So was were flowers like first first option or like did you go through a couple things of like huh maybe I could start this thing or maybe I could do this or like before you actually open Kindred Flower Farm was there any did you so did you take any jobs did you consider any jobs and were there any other like things that you were going to try to conjure up to make this like, Ooh, I like that. I'm going to take these things and this is how I'm going to try to make money. Was there anything else or this was first option and you ran with it? So there wasn't anything else, um, but it was like in the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, like all good ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so like my daughter started school in 2020, like kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And um And it was just wild because, you know, I had already, like when we bought our our land and our property that we're on now, that was 2018. And I put in like a big vegetable garden, um, 2019 and 2020. And, you know, there's only so many zucchinis you can give people and then they're Uh just like, no, thank you. good on zucchinis. Right. I've got plenty for the year. (laughs) But like, I love growing, Uh right? Um, and so I was sitting there, this is like 2020, my daughter had started school. I was sitting there one night talking with my husband and I was like, you know, my goal was when she was five, when she started school, I was going to start bringing income and I'm trying to like, I've got my little notebook and I'm like, you know, how am I going to bring in income? Mm -hmm. And my mom, um, she was like on the verge of retiring or did retire partially she's back to working again but she was just like you know i'd be willing to invest like so cannonsburg's our closest little Mm -hmm. town you know cannonsburg is trying to revitalize their neighborhood there's all these businesses that are going up for rent like would you and your sister maybe consider doing something um and so one of my favorite stores in pittsburgh is the farmer's daughter Okay. It's over on the north side. It's this, um, they're florists, but they have this like beautiful, magical store, right? You walk in and you are just blown away by how gorgeous everything is. And they have like gifts 
And they have a wall of flowers where you can build your own bouquet. I mean, like, oh, it is. That's pretty cool. Chef's kiss, beautiful. (laughs) Um, And I was like, gosh, that'd be so cool to do something like that around here. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it would have to do well. Like, how could it not do well? So I was kind of discussing that with my husband, but I was like, God, you need so much money Mm -hmm. to do that. And like Kinsburg already has like two really well-established florists. And not saying that would, that would be its own kind of niche thing, but still, you know, I was like, I can't do that. And he was like, you like growing, grow flowers. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, like, why wouldn't we? And I had already, like, I buy my seeds from this company. She's called Florette and she's based out of the Skagit Valley in Washington. And it is... Like, her farm is the most magical (laughs) place you have ever seen, hands down. If you have an opportunity, like, search it online, you will be blown away. And I was like, that's what I need. Like, that's what I want. And and he was like, well, where would we sell? And I was like, I don't know, like, farmer's markets. I don't know, like... (laughs) Just figure it out, you know? Like, I didn't, there was no plan, but I was like, I'm going to grow flowers. Like, that's the business I'm uh-huh. going to do. This is perfect. Because I I was already growing flowers, yeah. but not to that um, level. Yeah. So. Okay, so were you, how how long had you been into growing any, like, did that start when you... Yeah, when did that start, actually? Yeah, so I was growing things in our old house, but it was, when I tell you, so we lived in Brookline, section of Pittsburgh, which is all hills, but we had like a little backyard, and it was tiered, and so I was like, I'm going to grow in this level area Mm -hmm. that they've tiered off that obviously they had to have had a garden in there before. Mm. I mean, like the amount of crap we found (laughs) in the dirt back there it I was mean, just like, a dump site yeah. it was just a dump site like everything from there was carpet there was tires there was <laughs> and I was like well I can't grow vegetables in there because like who knows what yeah, kind of yeah. chemicals have been yeah. leached into this soil yeah so I was like I'll grow flowers so that was like the first time I ever grew dahlias <laughs> and I didn't dig them up at the end of the season I you know let my tubers rot you know because I didn't know any better but um, yeah, I had daylilies <laughs> on my hillside. My best friend and her mom are daylily people. Their families um, hybridize and stuff like that. So, did when you were growing up, was there like, did you guys garden a lot? That like, was that where yeah, that? So my what? dad okay. always and my grandpa always they are country boys through and through. Always had massive gardens. Didn't matter how many excess zucchinis, like, they were growing them. Um, And my grandma, she had a greenhouse. She grew flowers. Okay. And my other grandma, she was a propagating whiz, and she would propagate roses. So, like, I've always been around gardening and flowers. Did you, like, help at all when you were younger? Like, I wouldn't really help. I would dig potatoes with my dad and eat them raw. That's okay. like, yeah, I, I know, cool right? Cool move, I guess. <laughs> cool, cool move, I guess. Um, but like, I always loved it. Okay. You know? um, so I, I didn't really learn 
I mean, I watched my dad start seeds, which is how I mm-hmm. kind of had the basis. And I borrowed his little light to like start seeds for the first time in 2019, whenever I started flowers and stuff. But yeah, I didn't have any training or yeah, anything yeah. like that. I had to learn everything. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, so kick back into you're deciding uh, this is what this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. The switch from doing this just for yourself and people you know. Yeah. to selling this. Like how was that transition? I mean, like when I say <laughs> I didn't know what the heck I was doing, like I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. And that's I, I did take, I invested that first season in Florette offers like a learning, like learning modules. Okay. And so that covers everything from starting seeds to pricing to everything. That's helpful. A thousand percent <laughs> helpful. And like, thank God, because I, growing it to that scale is just not something I ever (laughs) knew I could do um and starting everything from seed is not I mean like (laughs) it was just a lot so like my first season was just kind of like will there be flowers that was the only thing I was concerned about okay and so I had signed up to just be like a visiting vendor at the Washington farmer's market because I love that market Mm -hmm. um just in case I did have flowers, you know, I <laughs> yeah. was like, and, and like, I knew worst comes to worst, I could like throw some sunflowers in the ground and I would have some flowers, yeah. you know, but having like the kind of quality flowers that I wanted to supply the market with was something that I was just like, question mark, like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So was it the, like the scale at which you had to do it? that was the the new challenge or like did the business side early on like was that even a concern or was it kind of just like I'm just gonna sell things and we'll figure it out yeah I mean like that's pretty much I'll just sell things and figure it out and okay. I mean like I got an LLC like yeah. I I knew I had to like pay sales tax yeah, and yeah, yeah. there's like little things just from like previous you know, working some yeah. people like yeah. I knew I had to do certain things in order to sell I knew I had to get insurance like um and like that was part of like the workshop that yeah. I did it was like kind of going over that end of it but it was mostly just kind of like can I yeah not how much more were you like roughly like was this like double the amount that you had to grow or like quite like how much? <laughs> okay, are you ready for this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think the so the first time I ever grew flowers from seed was 2019, and I grew probably like six, like six, six cell trays. Okay. Of okay. Like, okay. Okay. I did snapdragons. I did chocolate lace flowers, calendula, and there was one more because I don't even think it like grew. Okay. But it was just for my little front garden mm-hmm. area. And then, like, you know, you buy some zinnias and you, you know, a little salvia here. But, like, that was all I started from seed. They were all florets okay. seeds. And um, and some of them still come up. Like, those chocolate lace flowers. 
they're invasive. Don't grow them. But I mean, they're beautiful. <laughs> but um, so like I went from literally starting maybe like 18 plants. Okay. 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 To, just... to 72 cell trays. I did like, I want to say like 40, 72 cell trays. Uh, okay. Oh my God. Right. Okay. And that's not even like the things that you direct sell. So like uh, the scale was something that I was just, hence why I'm like, can I do this? You know? Oh my God. <laughs> right. Okay. Like so I you jumped were prepared in. at all for like you liked doing this thing, but you had kind of been doing like you'd been doing right. it. But like yeah. from start to finish, you've kind like you had kind of done it before. Right. That is such a wild move. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. When I say like it's I put a lot of, like, my husband is a saint, basically, because he's just like, okay, you're going for it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going for it. And I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And I did. Okay, so was there any part? That is so crazy. That's so crazy. Was there any point in that where you're like, I don't know if this was a good idea? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because... So, like, the things that you don't think about, right? So, I was so concerned about deer, right? Mm -hmm. There's a ton of deer in our area. And I'm like, gosh, deer. What am I going to do about these dang deer? Uh And, like, I don't have money for fencing. And I don't have money, you know. And what I don't think about is the little rabbits. The deer are nowhere to be found on my – I know I'm not supposed to knock on the table, but I'm knocking on the table. You can knock on the table. (laughs) Okay. um, So, like, the very – I had signed up for a market in June. That was going to be my very first market, okay? I had to cancel because rabbits – everything that had a bloom on it, rabbits (laughs) just came and ate. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I stressing myself Uh out? And then I was like, I'm just going to cancel because like, I'm not going to show up with a bouquet of flowers to the beautiful, amazing Washington farmer's market with all those like, I can't do it. And so (laughs) I did, I canceled and I'm glad I did. Yeah. But then, you know, I was just like, this was, (laughs) And, and like, you have no control over the weather. Yeah. You have no, I mean, like, there's so many variables in farming, and especially when you don't have a buffer, like, like you're growing on 20 acres where you just throw stuff in, Mm -hmm. something's going to grow, you know? Yeah. So that first year, how, how did it go? It went amazing. Like, growing went amazing. I was blown away. I was blown away. But I mean, I feel like when you... When you're working, when you're out there, when you're doing it, mm-hmm. and you're putting forth the effort, the love, and the care, like, things happen then, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you just have to... So how... So, okay, so <laughs> how quickly did the, like, what the hell am I doing turn to, like, oh, okay, like, this is this is the right move? Because I don't, like, I don't know enough about growing flowers to know what they, like okay, you're starting with these seeds and now you have something. Like, how long until you were finally like, okay, this was, all right, we're good. Like, this was the right move. Yeah. I think think, this is going to work. I think um, when I was able to not only bring flowers to the market, but people were buying them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, um, And like Betsy, the market director, 
she said to me, she was like, I know you've only signed up for like one market a month, but if you have flowers and you want to come back, just let me know. Cause you know, not all vendors show up. And, and I was like, oh, so I can just like come. And she was like, yeah, just let me know. Like they're so nice and accommodating there. And so I called her up and I was like, I have flowers. And she's like, I've got space for you. Come on down. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So like, (laughs) when I could do that and the garden was like, beautiful Mm -hmm. and things are like growing like gangbusters i was like yeah like this is it that's cool yeah i mean like literally i get chills just like thinking about (laughs) it now because it was so you know you get the feedback not just from the people but like the flowers Uh like the flowers are healthy they are thriving like this is what it's all about so that's cool okay so yeah okay so like first year you you've got it okay cool this is gonna like this is something that i can do yeah okay that's that's good um okay so at what point did you start kind of expanding into i assume from there you started jumping into different markets yeah like how did you how did you plan on getting to more people because i assume at some point it's like i've got a bunch of flowers and i gotta get rid of them well, I donated a lot of flowers okay. at first season. I gave so many flowers away. And I mean, like, just because I I wanted to. Like, I could have tried doing X, Y, and Z, but I was just, like, I was so happy that things were growing, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, I did. I signed up for, I did, like, a couple of markets at Peter's Township. And... Um, I forget what the question is. <laughs> but just like how did you plan on how did you um oh. did you know how you were going to get them to more oh, people? Okay. Because you have, I assume, extra or a yeah. bunch to get rid of. You're only doing the Washington farmers market yeah. at the beginning. Um did you quickly try to get into different markets or you're giving some away? Yeah. Um did you try to sell any online? Like, how did, what was that kind of the process of like, okay, I have a bunch of extras now. Yeah. Now what? So I did have a way to purchase online, which I, I'm glad I have a website. I wish I wouldn't have purchased a website so early on because like, <laughs> I had a website before I had flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? that's, that's that like, uh, I've had so many people that are like, oh, I want a website. And it's like, I don't know if you need that yet. Right. It's like, it's the fun, it's the sexy thing to have. It's like, oh, cool, now I'm official. Like, have the LLC, have my website. Cool. I, maybe not the best use of money yet. Definitely need one, not yet. 100%. <laughs> like, and, like, realizing, like, I could have just had a landing page yeah. and, like, collected emails and just had a pretty picture. You mm-hmm. know, in retro, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. New flower farmers that listen to this don't. Get a website your first year. You'll be okay. Or do. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I was able to sell some things online. And, um, yeah, but I, I think I I just, I, I really, I think I was at Washington Farmer's Market, like, every week in August of and September of my first season. Okay. So like that was like my my big push was just that and I knew like the following season 
I wanted to offer subscriptions. So I was really hoping I would make connections at that farmer's market and kind of maybe some of those people would want to buy flower subscriptions from me. So what were you at that point? What were you selling? Was it how were you selling online? So I had like um, it was just like a bouquet like you could get like. um, Okay. Yeah, like a small or a medium. Or, okay. I, I think maybe it was just two sizes of bouquets. Okay. And where – so you wanted to do the subscriptions the second year. Was that something – where, like, where did that come from? I mean, from? I steal everything. All my yeah. good ideas come from other yeah. people. So, yeah. I mean, like, there's a bunch of flower farmers. There's a bunch of, like, CSAs. Um, that offer, like, bouquet add-ons and stuff in the city. Um. So, I mean, it's not an original idea, but I, I remember calling it like a flower CSA and people were just like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, a subscription. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I knew I wanted to do that my second year. Um, and like the only way I knew how to like let people know was just like online. Mm-hmm. And so I did like a giveaway, um, that was like a good way to get people. Yeah, it was like 2021. Um, yeah, I think before Christmas, I was like, this is the perfect gift for yourself or for a loved one. This is going to be like four months of flowers with delivery. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that opened up because I got a lot of traffic Like, because it was like, you know, tag two friends, uh-huh. share, uh-huh. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But like... I got a couple of people that I wouldn't have that actually ended up purchasing. Yeah. That probably wouldn't have done that if I wouldn't have had that giveaway. That's cool. Yeah. So, okay. So how, like, okay. So that first year, obviously the initial struggle is like, is this even going to work? Right. Can I even produce this much? Yeah. Um. Okay. Step one. Well, first, how... How did you decide how many you were going to I assume that was part of like the the work the the workshop like here's a good amount to start with or something like that. Well, they give you like an actual workbook, you know, that you can just enter in the size of your field. Okay. okay? And then you can gotcha. put in like how long your rows are, how wide what the spacing is of the flower. I mean, it like, seriously, the workshop was worth it for that alone. Because, like, even now to this day, I'm like, well, I know if it's nine-inch spacing for these flowers, I'm going to need three trays uh-huh. minimum for this row or for a half a row. Okay. So that was all. So, okay. So that first year, was there anything aside from, like, can I do this? Was there anything that came up on either the business side or on the growing side that was, um, like, a significant hurdle that you were a little like unsure of Mm. or was a pretty like not smooth sailing but kind of that first year I mean I don't want to say it was smooth sailing but like nothing significant nothing significant okay so after that um year two you are planning on the subscriptions you do your the the giveaway um and that's helpful. How did you see a a big jump in like how did year two 
Were there any other issues that came up that year that were like, oh, this is brand new now? Like, I did not experience this in year one. Like, business-wise or growing-wise? Yes, all of the above. I had a lot because I grew more flowers this past season. Okay. So my second season, I I grew more, and I grew more intensely, Um, and we had— What does that mean? So, like, I um, I decreased— because my space didn't change, yeah. but I decreased the space between the rows. Okay. Um, not by choice, but it ended up I was just stuck with it. My dad, <laughs> he was like, "Well, Rose's gonna go here," you know, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, well, you've got the tiller, yeah. so it's, this is happening now." All right, I guess we're it. making this work, <laughs> right? And I mean, like, I'm grateful that he's helping me, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you give me lemons, I'll make lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I had like um, a, a lot, like my, the space between rows was like 12 inches. Now the year before it was like between 24 and 18, okay. which is not, but when things start really going, like literally I would have yeah. to be like <laughs> shuffling sideways and like, sp- like parting the Red Sea. And um, yeah, so... <laughs> But with that, you know, I also got a lot more disease last year. There was a lot more pressure with disease with insects mm-hmm. um, because I grew like that. And hmm. Western Pennsylvania is a wet place, you know? And so, um, huh. yeah, so it was like, okay, I don't want to use chemicals. I don't want to use, you know fungicide, pesticide. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot more labor intensive for me to go out there and like take off disease leaves and try to combat things naturally. Yeah. yeah. So did you adjust that from year two to year three? Like go back to somewhere probably in between the two or it's like, let's deal with this less. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, because like air just helps things Mm -hmm. to circulate. And so you don't have all that disease pressure. But I mean, I still had flowers and healthy flowers, but it was just a lot more of me in the field, like, tending. Yeah. So without a – you don't really – you don't have a greenhouse, right? Uh, so I have a small shed that we converted into a greenhouse, but that's just for seeds. Okay. Um, I can't grow in there. So with that, like, the beginning of the year, uh, probably, like, this time, has to be, like – I imagine it's pretty stressful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you throw you throw my IDE pro forma and business plan on top of uh-huh. it, and I was just like, "What am I doing right now?" Um, so like, yeah, I'm just I'm starting seeds, and yeah, I'm just. Is in the there midst anything of that. like? Yeah, I mean, without without a place indoor, like, you're. Is there any way that? I mean, the weather just sucks. Like, sure does. <laughs> it sucks. Like, how do you how do you plan? I'm sure that like we could get really into the weeds here. It's <laughs> good one. Um, um, but like, how is there any way to combat that, or can you just like wait? To, like, yeah. How? how so how? I mean, like, <laughs> the only way in which to like combat Mother Nature, basically, is to like get a large like hoop house, uh-huh. greenhouse to physically grow in. 
that's the only way you can kind of even out the playing field that she in the hand mm-hmm. she's going to deal you. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's part of this season is getting that so I can extend my season so I can grow like some of these tender annuals, like they can't handle all these super wet, mm-hmm. you know, late springs or wet summers. Like they just can't handle it. Um, so that. So when you're, when you're like prepping for the upcoming season and what will be available, like I, you have your subscriptions yeah, and we've kind of talked about this outside of this obviously, but um, are you planning? So like you see the weather as you're starting, are you planning the subscriptions based off of what you think will work given the, how the weather has been? Like how, how are you thinking through, uh, is it just kind of like, yeah. How are you thinking through that? Yeah. I mean, so like part of like getting a subscription from me is the, you know, the, the kind of like disclaimer, Hey, <laughs> I have zero control of when these flowers are due. Yeah. But, you know, like I will have tulips in April. I cannot tell you the exact date in April, but I will have tulips in April. Okay. Um, now, there's like methods and ways in which I could like, and if I, you know, had like a greenhouse, I could have started tulips and had tulips in February, you know? Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, But... And some people do that, like, in their basement. Like, you know, there's all these things that I c- can try to do. Yeah. And maybe I will. I'll feel yeah. spicy, a little <laughs> yeah. spicy next year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, I – that has to be just kind of what it is. Like, I will contact you. And I try to be, like, with all of my customers and subscribers, like, I'm as honest as possible yeah. and just, like – you know, there's only so much like, I can do. Right. There's only so much I can do. Or like, hey, I you're gonna have to wait a week. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. And I realize moving forward, you know, and growing as a business, yeah. like I'll be able to ensure yeah. flowers. Well, you're I mean, you're not that far like what, this is the third year? Yeah, this like, is my third season. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like you're those are all like you said, those are not easy things to fix, but like they're fixable or there are solutions to them. So, yeah. Um, I mean, shit, year three, like killing it. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about yeah. killing it, but we're but like, we're yeah, still here. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. I, that's the next step. Next step is how do I make sure that I have to rely less on mother nature? Yeah. She's very unpredictable, especially right? around here. Um, okay. So, um, so that's all good from the business side. Has there been anything that has come up that is like significant, like a, a significant challenge for you? Like it, it feels like your, your overhead, I mean, it's, you're at your house, so that's all, you don't really have to pay for space other than at the markets. Um, and are you, well, I guess, I'm going to get off on a little kind of all over the place right now, but it's okay. Is our most sales now coming from the different markets that you go to? Is that like the kind of the, the key? Okay. Um, okay. So then back to, are there, have there been anything, any 
challenges on the business side that have come up with in the last like two years that have kind of been like significant hurdles? Um, also, no is. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think so. Like it was like a massive, and I mean, it continues to be like an investment. There's mm -hmm. a lot of pivoting that happens in farming. And I mean, like, I'm lucky that I don't have like livestock or animal, yeah. you know, cause like, yeah. I can't even imagine things that yeah. in the expense of that, but you know, like fencing and compost yeah. and like there, there is, there is expense to it, but you know, as I keep growing, I, I think it's like, um, it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah it's going to be okay. Huh. Okay. Um, at least I hope. You'll be fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be good. Yeah. Everything's going to totally. be good. Um, <clears throat> okay. So is there, um, okay. So on the business side, it's kind of like figuring it out. Everything's relatively smooth when things come up. You just kind of figure it out. Like, right. it's kind of it. And now you're in I2E, so that's good. Add some new thoughts and some new wrinkles to the to the operation, which is good. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Um, okay, and growing wise, like, have you? I guess this year you'll probably have technically less than last. Like, if you're not spacing everything the same, or no, because I'm putting in. <laughs> gotta keep growing, mm -hmm. man. Okay. Uh, so I'm okay. putting in raised beds. Okay. Um. So yeah. I'm going to have like six raised beds and that's going to be, they're, they'll be nicely sized. Okay. Um, okay. So other than like the pests and all of the things with, with that. Yeah. Um, in those first three years have, or I guess you're into the third, but, um, have there been any like significant learnings from year to year with, on the growing side? On the growing side. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's lots of things that I'm like, well, I'm not going to grow that again. Okay, so you really know? just, like, figuring out what sells, what you don't want to grow, what's more difficult. That's yeah. kind of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably, like, the biggest hurdle is just figuring out, like, what kindred, you know, like, what we are like what mm -hmm. we do and how to differentiate hmm. okay you know our flowers from other people's flowers you know how okay how are you like what's going how are you thinking about that um so i take the consumers into mind what they like mm -hmm. um but also i think I have like stylistically, I know what I like and I know what I want to offer and what I want bouquets to look like. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that kind of translates a little differently for like a farmer's market because it's just very much like, oh, yeah, here's a little $10 bouquet. Like, here you yeah. go. Um, but for like how I want like orders and arrangements and subscriptions to kind of how I want them to be seen and... Um, the company to yeah. be represented through them um so that's like it's like a fine-tuning thing okay you know growing the flowers arranging them and, gotcha yeah 
Okay. That's cool. Because, I mean, anyone can just, like, throw some flowers together. And, I mean, mm-hmm. they're always going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but what what differentiates our bouquets from other people's bouquets or, you know. Okay. That's, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, That sounds kind of fun. It is. Yeah. That sounds like a fun thing to, like, kind of hone. Well, you know what? It's nice because, like, I can pick what I'm growing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of control over that. I'm not bringing in yeah. flowers. I'm not buying, you know, imported. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And, you know, flowers are always beautiful wh- wherever they come from. But um, it's nice to really just see my vision, like, happening. Yeah. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you, I'm sure that's something that evolves, but do you feel like at this point that you've got that, like, at least close to kind of honed in, like what the vision for Kindred is, like what your what my, brand is, like what that looks like? Do you think that's pretty honed at this point? Like, obviously you're, it's always going to like shift and meander and do all the things, but it's like, <laughs> does it feel pretty locked in right now? It does. Yeah. Like it's. Like everything that I'm growing this year, I'm really excited about. And it's That's nice. Right. And That's it's a good spot to be. Yeah. Because, you know, I would try things just to kind of feel it out, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like I can honestly say now, like, my space, right? There's nothing that I'm growing that I'm like, you know, um, it doesn't have a place or how am I going to use that? Like, and like, I still leave space for a little experimentation or, you know, like there's some grains and like pods that I'm growing this year that I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 We'll just like throw it to the wind and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like flower wise, it's really nice that I'm like, everything that I'm growing is something that I know is going to be beautiful and it's going to look beautiful together. And it's, you know, it's all like making sense now. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be like, that's a pretty nice feeling. It is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything that we haven't touched on that you think would be important, um, that we've missed? Mm. We'll go through all of your links and all of that at the end. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, um, yeah. Anything that we haven't talked about? Well, I th- we talked about a lot of stuff. I know, I know. We, <laughs> like, we holy a lot. smokes. <laughs> um, okay. Then um, where can all of the humans of Earth find all of your things? Um, all the links will be down below, but for the <laughs> non-readers. So you can um, find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Kindred Flower Farm. And um, I have a website. It's kindredflowerfarm.com. Um, and easy I th- enough. I, yeah, I know. I'm like, I think that's... Pretty easy. Right? I think that's it. Um, okay. All of those links will be down below. Um, definitely check those out. Uh, if you have any suggestions for guests that you would like to see, email me. That email's down below. Um, if you found this helpful or you enjoyed this or anything, please review, please share, please do all those things. Super helpful. Um, thank you for being a guest. This was fun. (laughs) Thanks for having Um, me. And thanks for listening. Have a marvelous week and I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.